Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I am so glad that you are tuning in with us here for another episode of Gen Z Today where every time we have an episode, we come together and we talk about what it means to live and lead for Jesus as members of Generation Z. And uh, it's so encouraging what God is doing in our generation. Most weeks on here, when we have an episode, I am interviewing a uh, young person, another fellow Gen Z person. And this week is no different to that. I am thrilled to be recording on a very different part of the world from where most of you probably are living. Maybe not, but uh, maybe you're from here, in which case uh, you'll be very excited to hear uh, that we are recording right now in South Africa. I am currently in Cape Town, and uh, I'm here with two of my friends who are from uh, South Africa. They're actually both from the Johannesburg area, but we're here uh, today, uh, the day of this recording, having some how to life movement meetings uh, for how to life South Africa in Cape Town. And uh, we're recording a podcast here and uh, very excited to be introducing you to two of my South African Gen Z Christian friends. Welcome Kyle Rigney and Chloe Grieve. How are you guys doing today? I think ladies should go first. (laughs) I'm doing good. It's really, really cool to be on here. Thanks for having us, Jordan. I think we're quite honored to be here, but geez, the weather, guys, what happened? We come from like a 26, 28 degrees Celsius to what, like an 18 degrees Celsius. And I'm like, guys, I'm so glad I brought a jersey. But it is great to be here nonetheless. Thanks so much, Jordan, for inviting us. Absolutely. And Fahrenheit translation, guys, that's like 70s and 80s temperatures. And uh, here it's like 60s. So, yeah, for those of you that don't know Celsius or for those of you who don't know Fahrenheit. But, uh, but yeah, no, it is awesome to be here today. And uh, this has been an amazing trip. I love South Africa. I uh, first visited here in uh, November, and uh, that's when I met you guys for the first time. And uh, it really is a cool story of how we uh, got to this point for How to Live South Africa, because even just a year ago at this time, we didn't have a lot going on uh, with this conversation yet, but it's been a few years. Uh, we had a young person reach out in 2020, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, who was like, hey, I'm from South Africa. I'd love to try to do a How to Life event here or something. And I was like, wow, that would be amazing. However, uh, if we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. I don't know if that's going to be possible. And uh, But then later on that year, we uh, met more South Africans and uh, uh, it was when we were hosting a certain event. What was this certain event called, Kyle? And how did how did we first meet? Uh, that was the Gen Z conference. For all of those who didn't come, you guys missed out big time. That was like an epic conference. Thanks so much, Jordan, for that. I still listen to like half of the talks that we had in that conference just because they were so relevant and so applicable and just totally spoke life into like Gen Z. And yeah, it was phenomenal. Thanks. But yeah. It was really cool. We got to meet Kyle back in, uh, or digitally, 
over Zoom. And I'm trying to remember if we actually like, like if I actually like interacted with you on the big call, like at all. I, I, I know afterward we did, but you were you were involved, Kyle, with that, and you attended and came to the sessions and, and some of the stuff there. And it was amazing having South Africans a part of this. And uh, uh, yeah, and then in the months to follow that, more people heard about How to Life movement through uh, social media and the word uh, spreading. And uh, Chloe, if I have it right, you heard about How to Life from a friend. And uh, uh, yeah, and then and then we uh, talk about uh, when, uh, so Kyle, uh, when I came to South Africa back in November to meet you all, uh we got to meet you we got to meet chloe talk about chloe tell us a little bit about when we all first connected last year yeah it was amazing we all just met up for a for a coffee in joburg and yeah and started chatting about how to life um south africa and i think it's really something that just you know struck a chord in all of our hearts and yeah since then i mean it's been crazy we all went to england together and here we're in cape town together again um yeah it's been it's been a ride already it's been amazing that's awesome and yes that's kind of the the next part of the story how we got to connect uh, back in january of 2023 we had a how to life movement international leadership retreat in manchester england and uh, you guys as well as a few of our other south african friends and a bunch of our friends from around the world all got to travel in for a time of uh, just an incredible time in the UK of ministry, community, getting to know each other. Uh, Kyle, how did, what were your thoughts on England? Um, okay, that's a bit of a difficult one. It was freezing cold. Guys, in South Africa, we do not have temperatures that low. So that- Kyle's always <laughs> concerned about the weather here, as we can see. But uh, I'm asking about the spiritual implications, Kyle. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. You know, I started a cold heart and I'm kidding. No, we did it. Um, it was so encouraging. I was reminded so much of our time in the UK of like when Paul had spent some time with the Thessalonian church. And I mean, even though that time period was only for like a good two, three weeks, um, he felt so encouraged by them and he kind of felt like there was such an encouragement to just the body of believers in general. Um, and I kind of felt the same way about the people we met in the UK, the friends we made. That's like lifelong friends that you find in the body of Christ. And it was absolutely just phenomenal to see their heart for this generation. And they just, their heart for the gospel reaching to the ends of the earth. And just everybody so on like passionate and on fire to absolutely just go out and do missions. That was just, it's not something you come across quite often. Um, but yeah, I loved every second of it. I will not, I would not trade it for anything. And Chloe, how about you? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it was amazing. I think, like Kyle said already, the people were definitely probably my biggest highlight. Um, But then I think it was awesome to just kind of outside of the South African context, just see what Gen Z, what the Gen Z church and what the church um, as a whole looks like in England um, and how, yeah, and I think I was also blessed to be able to travel to a few different kinds of churches and ministries and to just see um yeah to see what what people are doing out there in england and and yeah what they're doing differently to here in south africa and also a lot um what we're doing the same um and yeah i think it's awesome that through all those differences we can just uh be unified in our one love for jesus and at the end of the day everything else kind of just fades away um at that so yeah it was amazing it was an awesome experience now it's awesome chloe and uh, well, this is so fun getting to have you guys on this podcast, and uh, I know a big part of what we're excited about for the months to come is that hopefully in September of 2023, uh, what are we hoping to have in in September, at least later on this year in 2023? 
Guys, how to lifestyle is coming to South Africa. What, what? Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> yeah, how to life South Africa. We're, we're currently planning and praying that there will be how to life events around the country uh, in Johannesburg and Pretoria and the surrounding areas, uh, kind of in uh, the north part of the country. And then in the uh, along the southern, uh, the western Cape and Cape Town. That's why we're here, Cape Town right now. We're really hoping there will be events here in the Cape Town, maybe Stellenbosch areas, uh, led by young people who want to reach their uh, communities for Christ. And uh, we're really excited about what God's doing. And uh, South Africa is a really special country. It's uh, We'll talk about this more in a moment, uh, but uh, there's about 50, 55 million people that live in this country. It's uh, one of the most ethnically diverse countries in the world uh, with so many different people, so many different backgrounds, so many languages, so many cultures, so many stories, and uh, also a lot of hardship and history uh, in this country here that is still very fresh even uh, compared to a lot of countries in the world in terms of the recency that there's been uh, discrimination and uh, uh, and prejudice and, and just stuff that even to this day is still culturally being dealt with. But uh, the the story of this country and then also the story of the church in this country uh, is really special to see. And and then I believe that the future for what God's going to be doing through Gen Z and future generations in this country is already looking really amazing. And uh, so it's really thrilling what God's doing here. And uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing what God continues to do here in the great country of South Africa. But uh, I want to take a moment here now to uh, hear from you all a little bit about kind of your stories uh, for everyone to get a chance to kind of get to know you a little bit. Uh, if, if one of you wants to go first and, and share your uh, just a little bit of kind of your story about how has Jesus changed your life? What's your kind of your, your, your two minute testimony? Okay. So for those of you who don't know, no already, my name is Carl. I kind of grew up in a Christian background where we were technically going to church, but it was more of just a box we would tick off on a Sunday to Sunday basis. We'd pretty much leave before the service had even ended um, just to avoid the traffic and the conversation after because, you know, people are scary. <laughs> um, but I think what happened just going into primary school, um, so primary school is like a grade one to seven type of thing, is I found myself finding these really lonely moments and just really depressed and just really not feeling like I fit in type of thing. Um, so I felt really lost, like, okay, what's the purpose of life? What am I supposed to do here? What is the meaning to it all type of thing? And I think going right into high school, so right off the bat, grade eight, grade nine, I kind of find myself in a bit of a suicidal stage of like, well, listen, I don't really fit in. I don't really know what to do here. I just, yeah, I kind of want to end it. I'm like, I was Paul in that moment, even though I didn't really know God that much. I was like, okay, if it's better for me just to go, because this ain't it. I think my predicament at home wasn't the best situation either. Not that I'm going to go too much into detail about that. Um, but yeah, so I had been invited to a youth group uh, one, of the, one of the weeks. Pretty much it was on a Friday night. Went right through, met a few new friends. Which for me was a bit of a big change considering I was like hopping from friend group to friend group, didn't really have a group that stuck. And then obviously once I started going to youth group, that kind of began to change. I started begun to, well, beginning to fit in and started sort of fitting into community, kind of found God through it all. Um, yeah, then God pretty much completely changed me. I find myself so fulfilled now. I find myself not even like overthinking like I used to back then. It was just a complete 
shift in my perspective, shift in my life, shift in my family, shift in everything around me. And ever since then, I never want to go back. It's just been absolutely life-changing. Yeah, and now I find myself passionate to get people into that same state of like, listen, you don't have to be depressed. You don't have to go through overthinking. You don't have to be suicidal because there's still so much more to life. There's so much joy still to come. Um, and I mean, we use the the best is yet to come phrase quite commonly, but it's just, there really is just so much more life. And yes, there's going to be persecution. Yes, there's going to be suffering. And yes, there's so much things that could disencourage you, but we don't need to focus on those things because we need to focus on God. We need to focus on Jesus and what he did for us on the cross, because ultimately that's the thing that sets us apart from everybody else. Um, and yeah. Hmm. Well, it's so encouraging, Kyle. Thank you for sharing some of your story with us. Chloe, could you share with us a little bit of kind of your uh, story, background, and uh, and kind of the difference Jesus has made in your life? Yeah, awesome. Um, so I grew up, my parents are pastors, so I grew up in quite a Christian home. Um, and yeah, kind of always loved Jesus, always served Jesus. Um, but then I moved from Cape Town to Joburg, um, Johannesburg, and went to high school there. And kind of in high school, I think I... I just really didn't have a Christian community um, to yeah, really just live out my faith with. So I kind of fell into the wrong friend groups. And yeah, long story short, was totally living a very worldly life. Um, I, yeah, I, li- I like to have fun and I like to experiment and try new things. So yeah, that was kind of the life that I was living. I'm still going to church, but it wasn't, I didn't really have a real relationship with Jesus. Um, and then obviously, yeah, just because of all of, because of the lifestyle that I was living um, at the end of 2020, I kind of just found myself as well in, a, in just sitting in all of the nonsense that I had kind of made for myself un- unknowingly. Um, I thought I was just having fun, but I didn't realize like the consequences of some of those things. Um, anyways, and then the 2021, I moved from Johannesburg to Jeffrey's Bay to do a program there called Victory, Victory Gap Year. Um, and yeah, I think there Jesus just encountered my life so radically um, and really just um, yeah, also, it also just exposed me to this amazing, amazing community of Christians who were so on fire for Jesus and they were so normal and they were so awesome. Um, and yeah, just amazing people. And, and through that, God totally changed my life around. Um, so yeah, so I went into Jeffrey's Bay one person and like moved back completely different. Um, and in there, like God just ignited a fire in my heart for ministry, which was something growing up that i swore that I would never really go into because I don't know it just wasn't my passion and now here I am in ministry and loving life and loving Jesus and yeah that's kind of a quick thank you Chloe thank you to both of you guys for for sharing with us just a little bit about how Jesus has changed your lives and uh, I know for each and every person listening and for for all of us it's so amazing how Jesus changes us how God truly is our hope in uh, everything. And without him, we truly are nothing, but uh, he's created us and uh, he has a plan for us and, and he rescues us even from no matter how far we go, he comes after us. And, and that's oh so encouraging. So thank you guys. And, and uh, as we kind of get into the main theme for today, our main theme for today is uh, unity as Christians uh, and kind of unity in the church, unity in the body and uh, we wanted to talk about this today because uh, it's relevant for a few reasons. Number one, uh, just the the fact that often as Christians, it can be kind of 
uh, tricky to work together. It's like, oh, I have to work with those Christians to do this, what? And this is, sometimes there can be like a lot of uh, infighting and stereotypes and jokes and things and stuff that uh, sometimes, though, divides us more than it unifies us yet. As Christians, we uh, Jesus prayed that we might be one, and he wanted us to uh, to have unity and as his followers, as we have so much in common, even from every corner of the world, in a world that has uh, 8 billion people and uh, many, many, many Christians around this world, uh, there's of the believers that are around the world, we, many of us come from very different cultures, very different contexts, yet we're unified because of the cross, we're unified because of Jesus. And uh, so I want to have you guys share a little bit about this, just uh, partly because of uh, uh, the history, even in your own country. And we don't talk a lot about history on here, but I do want to have you guys share a little bit about the history of uh, South Africa, uh, just because not everybody maybe totally knows uh, the what it is or kind of the story from uh, your country here. And, and it's still an ongoing story and it's by no means uh, like a complete uh, victory or success, but at least in terms of the, uh, the, the initial racial injustices, there's been some massive progress that's happened, which is wonderful compared to what it was. Uh, does one of you want to maybe share uh, a little bit just about uh, Chloe, if you could share with us just a little bit about the history of South Africa, what does the average person need to know about your country, the story, kind of the the last little bit of time, and kind of what uh, what the situation's been, and then uh, and then yeah, and then we'll talk about kind of some of the uh, spiritual implications from all this. Yeah, awesome. South Africa is an amazing country, but our our, our history is yeah very very unique. Um, so very our very recent history um, in the seventies, eighties, even nineties, um, we were in a thing called apartheid, which some of you guys might know. It's it's called apartheid over here, um, or apartheid, as the Americans might know it. Um, but yeah, so basically that was quite a sad time in our history where we were living in a time of, um, racial segregation where, um, yeah, basically blacks, whites, coloreds, Indians, everyone was divided. So where we lived, you would have like a white only area, um, residentially where you were allowed to live and stay. And then a black only area, obviously the white people, um, were favored, um, and yeah, so they got the best of the best and kind of the black people got th the rest of it. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, if you went to beaches, restaurants, buses, public transports, trains, anything, you would have a white only and then for blacks and coloreds or for blacks and Indians or whatever. Um, so yeah, so in that, yeah, it was quite a, quite a sad time. And I mean, a lot of our parents, um, a lot of us as Gen Z weren't necessarily born into that, but, um, a lot of our parents lived through that, um, fought in that. Um, and then, yeah, and then in the late 1990s, um, after a very, very long, um, hard, um, fight, there was eventually freedom that was brought into the country. That's a lot of you guys might know Nelson Mandela, um, the ANC, the freedom fighters, um, Nelson Mandela then eventually came into government because, um, yeah, we're obviously under an apartheid rule. So everything was legally, we were all segregated, um, from the, from the government, from the, basically the constitution. And then, yeah, and then Nelson Mandela and the ANC came into, came into power and we became a democracy and yeah, and 
Yeah, Nelson Mandela really led. His story is amazing. You guys should go read up more on that because it's quite a long one. Um, but yeah, his his story of like, okay, what do we do now? How do we how do we get back to normal? Um, he really really led with a heart of forgiveness and grace, which is like, uh, yeah, just crazy when you've when you've been abused so much as a race and as a people. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a brief overview. I don't know if you want me to touch on anything else. Yeah. No, thank you, Chloe. That's that's really great context for for people to know just to kind of know a little a, a bit about the history and some people know but some people don't know nearly uh, the reality of, uh, of of what's gone on here uh, in your country and uh, and uh, in, in so many ways it's come such a long long way uh, which is very encouraging to see and uh, uh, and yeah and so so it's it's encouraging and but also again there's continues to be work to be done because we uh, and we deal with this in the USA. We deal with it in uh, uh, every country in the world. There's uh, we as humans often naturally are sinful and can lean into all sorts of stuff and 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 the and many of the prejudices and the uh, the feelings of hatred or superiority or things that sometimes we feel about other people are like oh they're not like me or they're different or I just want to be around people like me and like that. That's something that all of us need need to deal with and reconcile with, and and uh, I want to broaden this conversation and bring it into the church context and in general talking about uh, just what it means to uh, pursue uh, wh- whether it be sure racial diversity, but but also in general just diversity amongst believers because we have so many different expressions. We have many people of different denominations, many people, and, and often I think people get into their little box and like, oh, I don't, we don't talk to the Baptists. We don't talk to the Methodists. We don't talk to the Pentecostals. They're weird or like, no, anything like that. And it's always, and it's sad because Jesus wants us to have unity and, and it's tricky because sometimes people like, let's have unity. And then they bring everyone together under one banner. And, uh, and it's like, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, we do need to be unified around the right thing, which is the gospel and, uh, and, uh, the, 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 the beliefs that we have that are uh, would be considered evangelical beliefs of just the the gospel evangelism, uh, the gospel at the center uh, of our lives, and uh, and uh, uh, the cross, the resurrection, and uh, and and if those are the parts uh, that we can unify behind, then then we need more unity uh, in the church. And uh, Kyle, can you share with us a little bit? You've got a a passage of scripture shared uh, pulled up here about unity. And uh, could you just share this with us and kind of, uh, and then and then after you read this passage, can you give us some of your thoughts on the idea of unity and kind of some of what you're seeing? Perfect. So it's actually a bit of a different portion of scripture than I thought I was going to be reading, but a different one kind of came to mind. And it's from Ephesians 4, uh, where it really speaks about the unity and just the maturity in the body of Christ. And it says, while Paul is speaking here, I'm saying, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And I think just as from the South African context, as we've really kept to our sort of denominations and our network of churches and I've just 
our group of people that we know just because it's always been so comfortable. And I mean, considering the history of the country, stepping out of your comfort zone isn't really the most, um, I don't know, thing that comes up quite a bit. It's not, it's not very common to step out of your comfort zone because I mean, why, why do it if you need, don't need to, right? Um, but there just seems to be this general consensus and this calling amongst our nation at the moment of like the body of believers to come together and to be united on one front, to share the gospel until the ends of the earth. And I think in just in our context, there's so many people who haven't heard the gospel and so many people who have even been hurt by the church and people who are just hurt by this name, Jesus of the sky, who I don't really know too much about, but these people have always judged me. And I think that is officially just judging from what I'm seeing people are talking about coming to an end. People want there to be a consensus of let's share the gospel. Let's pretty much be receptive to the great commission. Let's get Jesus into people, right? Let's bring life to them. Let's move away from this concept of separation amongst different denominations and different people and just be one body and one spirit. And I think it's like, it's, I don't know, it's something unseen. So it is quite hard to navigate, but I think through Christ, it, it just, something's going to, something's coming. Something's on the horizon. Yeah. No, I love this, Kyle. The, the need for unity in the church and when people come together from across denominations, come together from across different racial backgrounds, when people come together from different socioeconomic backgrounds, when like it, it's hard. There's a lot that we have to deal with. There's so much injustice in our world. And, uh, but at the end of the day, when 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 Jesus makes a way and when we come together and when we all all of us usually have to give some things up when it comes to finding unity in terms of like well I'm comfortable with this but when it comes to the kingdom sometimes we're not always going to be comfortable but the 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 unity that comes together and is is amazing and it's so beautiful and because a lot of I, some sadly in reality true unity isn't possible unless it's through Christ, if you really think about it. And uh, I love one of my favorite verses is Revelation 7, 9. It uh, is where uh, uh, it, it says how uh, John seeing his vision of, of heaven and, uh, uh, and in this one scene, he says, I saw every tribe, people, nation, and tongue uh, in standing in white robes uh, before the throne of the Lord. And uh, to think about that, every nation, tribe, people, and tongue, and that's also kind of quoted throughout the whole of the Bible, not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament, all the way back to Abraham, when God gave his vision to Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless all the nations of the world uh, through Abraham. And think about that, all nations, every tribe, people, nation, and tongue, like the diversity of the world and the people of the world from all over the world. And uh, seeing us all in heaven someday, that's God's mission. He wants that. And it's very encouraging to know that that's God's heart. And uh, most world religions, most world systems, and even most countries and ideologies, no matter how moral they sound, they don't have that level of global everybody written into their like constitution, quote unquote, uh, like it is in the Bible and that it is, uh, in, in the Christian faith in Jesus heart and God's heart. So I love that. That's one of my favorite things about being a Christian, honestly, is the, is the diversity that, that we have and to, to think about, 
how much stronger we are together. It, it's one. I think it's one of the best ways too. I think often people think, oh, Christianity is a white man's religion, and when people say that or think that, that's the, one of the most offensive things that you could say about the believers that Christians around the world are majority from global South nations or nations that are uh, like like places in Africa, places in South America, places in Asia. There's way more Christians there than in Europe and and North America, and uh, that's a whole separate conversation. Like I have a huge heart for North America and Europe, knowing that it's so not as nearly as Christian in terms of followers of Jesus as there were back in the day. But uh, the the reality is is that believers from all continents, they're like this is the only religion, and not that it's a religion, it really is a relationship with Jesus we're pursuing, but. If we're looking in the context of world religions, Christianity is the only one that has representation, strong representation on every single continent of the world. Every other religion in the world, it's not nearly as diverse. Every other uh, religion in the world has uh, founders who are dead. I preached about that recently uh, and just the reality, but though that Jesus is alive and we serve an alive Christ, we serve uh, we have the Holy Spirit alive and active in us as believers, uh, and we have brothers and sisters in Christ on every continent in the world. It's the coolest thing. You can go anywhere in the world, meet Christians, and be like, I have a brother, I have a sister, and it doesn't matter how far you go. So it's really amazing to see that. And and then the denominations, the uh, there's a lot of different beliefs, and people should believe things uh, that they have, and if people feel a conviction on something, that's that's one thing, but uh, coming together around the essentials of the faith, uh, the gospel, the cross, Christ crucified, uh, the resurrection, and uh, the Apostles' Creed, some just that the core doctrine that we have as Christians that we all of us theoretically share, that's what we need to come around as much as we can on behalf of the gospel. And uh, But yeah, I'd love to hear more of your guys' thoughts. Chloe, what are some of your continued thoughts on this idea of uh, of of unity in the church as we start to wrap up this episode. Yeah, I think it's such an important topic um, and it's really cool to be able to, to just touch on it today. And I think, yeah, there's so much to speak on, so <laughs> it's hard to to kind of just give a summary, but um, yeah, obviously growing up in South Africa, there's, there's many different denominations here. I went to a Catholic high school. I've, I'm in a different denomination. All my friends are in different de- denominations almost so, yeah, and then even within that, um, in South Africa, within domin- denominations, um, you've also got like different cultures. So then you've got different ways of doing those different denominations. So you've got charismatic churches, but then you've got African charismatic churches and whites and Afrikaans. And like, yeah, so it's been very interesting. And I think especially for me this last year or so. I've been able to be a part of a church merger, basically, where two churches have come together, the one being predominantly um, older black African um, communities and a bit more of a traditional church. And then the other one being quite a new charismatic, non-denominational kind of, yeah, more, um, yeah, a bit more, a bit more modern church, um, but that being mostly white um, younger and and younger families, um, and then putting those two churches together has has yeah wow stretched me and taught me tremendously. Um, and it's so possible, and I think it's exactly what Jordan was saying of just like it's just the Holy Spirit, it's just Jesus. There's no other way to do it, um, and it and it is possible. Like I'm, I think my church is living on the other side of that, um, where there is such unity, there is such love, 
Um, and I think just practically for all of us in our generation and wherever we are in whatever walk of life we're in now, um, I think it's literally just as easy as waking up every day and asking Jesus, like, okay, cool, Jesus, remind me, how do you see these people? Like, remind me that they are a child of God just as much as I am a child of God. Um, and yeah, and just really even just diving deep into our hearts of just being like, okay, cool. Am I racist or in what ways am I actually racist? That's not an easy question to ask, but I think it's very necessary. Um, and in that, yeah, just, just really, that's one thing that God keeps bringing up every single day. Just ask him to open your eyes to how he sees people to let your heart break for what his what his heart breaks for um, and to just, yeah, to just reflect that same heart of God. I think, yeah, it's, it can be very practical and, and very important as well. Thank you, Chloe. We are just about out of time. So I want to pass this back to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, what would be some of your final encouragement for someone when it comes to unity in the church? Just kind of some of your final thoughts on this. How would you encourage someone who's like, how can I pursue unity? in my world, in my Christian world and in my circles and in my life. I mean, I guess I would kind of go one of two ways in this conversation. And I think the first one is, okay, if you aren't surrounded by a community of believers, if there aren't any Christians around you, I would encourage you to kind of build up the community yourself. If you're not actively sharing the gospel, if you're not actively sharing about how Jesus changed your life, then how do you really expect people to know Jesus around you? And I think like making that move, making that step, you'll be surprised at how receptive people are to actually hear about what your story is and how God's changed you and sort of want to press in and want to engage and want to learn more about this Jesus and who he is and what he did for you and how can you do the same for me? And I think, yeah, if, if you don't have the community around you, I would encourage you step out and build it. It's, you, it's, it's amazing what God can do given the right at surroundings given the right setting or just in general even if there isn't a setting it's god is, can do the impossible right it's amazing and then if you do if there are christians around you and if there are churches around you i would encourage you to step out of just your comfortable social group your comfortable church go out and meet new people and i know this is like coming from a socialite myself it's like all the introverts are like eh, i don't like people i don't want to go there please keep me away <laughs> but i'm like Fred, do you know this Jesus? Do you know the people he came to represent? Because it wasn't only your social group. It wasn't only your church. It was the entire world. And I mean, when one day when we're all in heaven, we're all going to be celebrating. We're all going to be worshiping him together. And just to worship him together on earth is also just like, wow. I mean, we had an event just like this past week um, where I saw thousands of people from different churches and different racial um, context and different settings that just all come together and worship Jesus and sing the same songs. And I just, I was blown away. And I kind of, for someone who don't, doesn't really have much emotions, I kind of felt emotional. <laughs> it was, it was, it was totally out of this world. And it's like Jordan mentioned, you don't get that type of unity elsewhere. And I would encourage you to get immersed in it because once you do, it will begin to change and your heart will begin to be softened and you'll begin to just sort of be fully immersed in this love for the body, just as Jesus was. He said to love your neighbor, regardless of who your neighbor was. Well, thank you, Kyle. We are out of time, but I want to have us close in prayer. Chloe, would you be willing to pray to kind of pray specifically, maybe for the person who's listening, who's like, how can I best pursue unity in the church and unity in my life? Uh, could you pray uh, for the person who's been listening and just pray for this whole conversation?
Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity that we've been able to share today. Thank you, Father, that um, every listener today, everybody who's listened to this podcast, Father, thank you that they've listened to this for a reason. And I pray, Jesus, right now for their hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just go with them now as um, as we end this podcast and as they go into whatever they're doing um, in the next steps of their day, their day today. And I pray, Jesus, that you would just continue to work in their hearts, continue to help them answer those hard questions. But I also pray, Jesus, that you would just open their hearts and open their minds to how you see everyone, how you see your um, your sons and your daughters. And I pray that you'll continue to just soften their hearts and just grow them in that capacity. Um, I pray that they would go out and just look for spaces where they could um, they could be the spark and they could be the start of creating unity within churches, denominations, culture groups, race groups, age groups, whatever it is, Jesus. But I pray that you would continue to just strengthen them and grow them in this area, grow their capacity and just, yeah, and I pray as well just for a heart and for a passion um, in their hearts to just ignite for your people, for your people of all the different cultures, races, ages, generations, Jesus. So we pray this all. We pray that everything we do, we just give you all the glory. We love you so much in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, Chloe and Kyle, thank you guys so much for being on here today. If someone wants to find you all on social media, and uh, uh, and and see your amazing content and things and and stuff. Uh, how uh, well? Where can they find you on Instagram? Is normally the main one, but if you have like a secret TikTok account, let us know. Okay, so TikTok, please don't go there. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Instagram at, at the underscore awesome underscore Kyle because you know who better than the Kyle, the Council of Kyles. You know we're associated with the energy. Um, and then on TikTok, it is Kyle.Rigney. Um, yeah, it's it's to be continued for that one. <laughs> awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Chloe.J.Grieve. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, make sure to follow Kyle and Chloe. They are amazing. You will be really encouraged, I think, by uh, everything you see from them. And uh, yeah, and uh, if you're tuning in and this is your first time listening to Gen Z today, welcome to the podcast uh, do check out at Gen Z Today Podcast is the name of the Instagram uh, to see more and keep up with the podcast and what's going on. Also, How to Life Movement. Uh, follow at How to Life Movement is the the ministry that's behind uh, the podcast and behind uh, the, this Gen Z work to see young people reach their friends for Jesus. And if you're from South Africa or, or from anywhere in the world, reach out to us. We'd love to have you get involved. Also, I'm at Jordan Whitmer if you want to reach out to me, send us a message if this podcast has been encouraging to you. And uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning in and can't wait to have you tune into the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement, with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today.